Welcome back to the Driveway Beers Podcast with Mike and Alex. As always, we appreciate you listening. Please rate us on all the podcast platforms. Like, subscribe, comment, share wherever else you're listening, and enjoy the show. All right, welcome back to another episode. We appreciate you coming back. As always, <clears throat> this is uh, what our first unsponsored episode, so you don't have to listen to any ad reads other than me telling you we don't have any ad reads. <laughs> um, so if you want to sponsor us... Yeah, if you do, we, look, we're, we have something that we're working on that we don't want to we've always said we'll only we're only going to do two sponsors of this podcast at a time we're not going to do a bunch of sponsors it's just not what we want to do um we need to leave one space open for who we're talking to now it might end up being nothing but if it ends up being something it could be good for us um and then the other one we're going in a different direction with the sponsor um it was a mutual parting we asked if they if we could not renew and they said sure so <laughs> i was like hey could you not give us money and they were like sure we don't, we don't need to sure you know it wasn't that hard to convince them not to give us money so um we are looking for one one sponsor if someone is out there and would like to sponsor the show you reach about four thousand people per episode we've uh, we've grown leaps and bounds i believe our last episode uh was our hundred and fiftieth, which is more than we thought we were. Getting I, would, to. I would have lost money on that bet. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I think we both would have. Um, but here we are. Okay, all right. So enough of that fun stuff. Um, wanted to get into a little bit of a serious topic. And look, I, I'm on. I, I'm usually uh, the one behind our Twitter account, um, good or bad. Um. And we've talked a lot of Raven stuff. We had uh, Drew on from the Zone 32 podcast um, talking Raven stuff. We've had Jeremy Kahn on here talking about Raven stuff. So, and, and Mike and I have sat here talking about Raven stuff. We've had super fan Josh. Josh has been here talking about Raven stuff. I mean, look, we talk a lot about Ravens. Um, and with that there's a community of ravens fans on twitter there's a hashtag ravens flock it's a really nice group of people um i get a kick out of the british guys because they're funny i like like i i dig british humor like i don't think i've heard the word cunt so many times (laughs) used that way you know what i mean um half of it i probably don't understand but it sounds hysterical um, but it's just a really nice community of people. Um, even through the disagreements, people get along, but you're united by a fandom of a team, right? Well, and I think this happened. I want to say about one of these, the, the, the thing that kind of kickstarted in my brain happened about eight months ago. I believe there was a gentleman named Chuck on, uh, Twitter and he took his own life and I don't know if the Twitter conversations or whatever it was, was the reason I think he had other stuff going on with his life. And then about a week ago, there was another Ravens fan who he posted for the first time in a little, in a couple months. And he said he took some time away from Twitter for his own mental health. And that kind of resonated with me. I even reached out and I said, hey, look, if you ever need to talk, I know we don't know each other, but if you need to talk, please don't do anything drastic. 
I'll, I'll talk whenever you want. I'm, I'm up all hours of the night. Um, because I, I know with my own mental health, there are some rough times, right? In fact, we recorded the last episode about two weeks ago. It was the Josh was here. I think Josh was here. Mm-mm. No, that was that was that was two. So we recorded two weeks ago. We recorded last week. Yeah, it was two weeks ago though. Um, we had just adopted the dog. If you follow us on Instagram or any of the social media platforms, you saw the picture of Teddy. Teddy is a good dog. I mean, Mike just came in. I don't even think you knew Teddy was there. No, Teddy didn't. didn't Teddy doesn't doesn't make you sound. <laughs> no, when he's when he's in his crate for bed, it, he's out. My man's not sleeping. much of a guard dog. No, he's zero. <laughs> he's more likely to lick the intruder <laughs> than save us all from whatever. Yeah, he he is a typical golden retriever. He's trying to make friends with everybody and wants no enemies. Um, he did have a very interesting interaction with a duck at a farm <laughs> where we the, the the okay this is a hundred pound animal hiding behind my wife because the duck attacked him twice through the fence <laughs> this this big dummy was sniffing around the fence and this duck apparently didn't take too kindly to it and literally whapped him twice on the nose with his beak. He backed up so fast behind my wife, like she was gonna like protect him from the duck. <laughs> so it's funny though, because isn't his job to like swim out and get a duck after yeah. you shoot it? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that that's his natural instincts. The worst part of it was when we got to the chickens. He wouldn't even sniff the damn fence. He sat down and he's watching him. Watching him. He's probably about two feet off the fence. Not very far. This this rooster kind of gets gets in his feelings a mm-hmm. little bit and starts to flap the wings. You know, gets gets a little yeah. aggressive. My man literally slid his ass back another two feet. <laughs> like he didn't get up and then sit down. He scooted. He scooted back. <laughs> because he thought this chicken was coming for him. The chicken. <laughs> Meanwhile, so, he could dispatch the chicken with... He could have eaten it in a minute. <laughs> 100%. That, the duck, any of the... He is so much bigger than these. Nope. He is deathly afraid of it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we were not being saved by anything from that dog. So, sweet dog, sweet dog. Um, I apparently, though... My own internal mechanisms did not like the dog in the beginning. Uh, all types of things go through your head. It's another mouth to feed. It's another thing to take care of. I, you know, our kids. I, I always told my wife, like we were getting older, we were getting our, some of our freedoms back. Like we didn't always have to be guarding over the kids. The kids could stay home alone. Mm-hmm. We could do like freedom, right? Um. It was like the the meme when uh, Andy Dufresne comes out of the sewer from Shawshank and he just rips the clothes off and the rain is falling on him, his arms are it's a freedom right there, right? And now we're back in the whole thing cell <laughs> with the dog because now our, everything's timed, right? You got to be home at a certain time. The dog's got to be put in bed by a certain time. It's like okay, we're back on this this schedule. We got a baby again. 
So, you know, obviously things are running through my mind. And, he, and as with all dog adoptions, the first couple of weeks and even months can be the dog still getting used to where he's living, right? So little things are just, they're, they're just going through my head. I hear, I hear something, I'm worried he's never going to stop, right? Like it whines a little bit. He literally whines for like three seconds the <laughs> first night. And I'm like, oh, God, it's never going to stop, right? Just spiraling. To the point where I literally, I texted you. I was like, hey, I don't know if I'm going to be able to record tonight. Mm-hmm. My head is not in this yeah. at all. Like the two days before that, I was literally, like, I think I had spent a day in bed. Just done. So when this person said that they took some time away from Twitter, immediately I was like, I can relate to that. What, it, it, not all mental health issues are the same. Not everyone reacts the same. But if you've ever been in that place where you don't feel like you can kind of get yourself out of it, even though you've gotten yourself out of it before, or you have medication to get yourself out of whatever the case is, you you know you've been able to get out, but while you're in it, while you're in that box, you don't feel like you're going to get out. No, the, the box, it, it's going to last forever. Because <clears throat> I've been in that for, and mine's different. Um, I will tell you what, though, I have not had any episodes since I went on uh started testosterone replacement it's it's gone wow like and it's like i i can feel it kind of trying to come in and i'm like get the hell get the f out of here gains, get out right. here. Like, so it comes out yeah. it's okay again yeah. <laughs> but uh no it, it but i get it because you're you're like and it's funny because when you sent that to me i was like oh, okay and knowing you know that 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 anxiety is a thing but if you didn't you'd be like Come on, bro. It's a fucking dog. Like, what's the worst thing it's going to do? It's going to eat something. It's going to poop on the floor. It's going to die. Right. Those, none of the which are insurmountable. And you know that. You know that as a, everyone knows that. But yep. when the anxiety brain kicks in, it's a completely different uh, animal. Well, the, and, and so you're right. It's like you rationally, you, you, you go through that same thought process. Like, oh, he's going to poop all over the place. Who cares? You pick it up. Mm-hmm. He's going to eat a shoe. So what? You go buy, you get another pair of shoes. I, but the problem is then it goes to the, the list just keeps growing, right? Yeah. So you can't get then, out of that mind space. And then and then you, you end up, you figure out a rational solution or explanation, and then you immediately come up with a counterpoint to defeat that. Correct. And then it just goes and it goes and it goes and it goes, and you just go down this, this rabbit hole of, of bad outcomes, and you ruminate over it, and it it, it doesn't stop. So, anyone who's doesn't have any sort of anxiety issues, like that's kind of what happens. It's just you, every little you'll you'll look at a, a situation and say, "Well, that's not going to happen because A, B, C, D." Ooh, but then the anxiety brain kicks in and goes, "What about situation outcome E?" Hmm. You have to do that one, smarty pants. And then you think, "Okay, well, I have a counter," and you just you're it's this constant battle in your head, and then you just constantly think about it because if you don't think about it then the bad thing's gonna happen right it's almost like you're trying to prepare for it before yeah. it happens right it's it, it you know when i described to my wife i said it's it's like you almost get into a car accident and you tense up waiting for the impact and you're waiting for the impact but then the feeling never releases right because like the car accident once the threat has passed you might have some adrenaline and whoo that was close but everything you know the adrenaline dump goes away and you're fine 
this time it just stays right and you're waiting for an impact that never comes that's a great example i had never thought of it that way that's a hundred percent correct though and going back to like how like your brain processes it it's like your think about like being both sides of the both sides of the debate team Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, yeah, and it's just go, and there's no moderator, um, or even if there's the mo- the moderator is now just throwing more questions in there. Like it's it's just a three ring circus yeah. at that point. It's like question answer 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 counterpoint counterpoint m- new question from the moderator yeah. <laughs> answer question question. And it's like oh my, and it goes on and on and on. And, and one side clearly is making the correct case, and the other side is not, but. No one's but the other side just keep it going. Right, that one side keeps losing. Yeah, right. And and not only that, it's losing and bringing up more issues to think about. Yeah, that the other that the other side is saying, yeah, you're right, you're gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, jackass. <laughs> you know, and and so when I saw someone else uh, was and and we've talked about the impact of social media on the brain. Um. It, it is beyond uh, acknowledged that social media's effect on the brain is severely detrimental. But we still look at it. Oh, yeah, it, constantly. Doom scrolling. Right. It, my wife does it. Mm-hmm. Like, she'll just be sitting there. And I, I see the thumb movement. It's like, are you even processing anything? So, like, I, I, I'm a nerd. So, I, and a lot of the stuff I follow on on Facebook and Instagram. It's like history stuff and airplane stuff. So I go through and like, like, I mean, it's the article came from a Facebook post that I follow, but it's like, you know, canceled aircraft of world war two. <laughs> and I'm reading these articles. About, You're looking at Facebook. Technically. Yes, but no, I'm not just scrolling mindlessly through nonsense. Like, and the reels, you, you can get sucked into reels. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like, where did hour and 15 minutes go? Like, it's gone. I get that way with Facebook videos, which, I mean, I know because Instagram has reels, but they automatically post to Facebook in their video section. Yeah. And so, like, I'll accidentally click on one. Like, somehow, like, I'll, I'll John Christ is one of the comedians that I, I watch. I'm not, I, I don't know why I ever started, like, but. Because he does like a lot of Christian comedy, and mm-hmm. I'm the furthest thing from his audience that there could be, but I find his shit hysterical mm-hmm. when he describes the church. Um, so like I'll watch a video of his, then it feeds me like another comedy set of like Nate Jackson, who's hilarious, mm-hmm. and then I get Henry Cho, and like so it'll just keep feeding me like like ten minute comedy. I get Ralphie May in there, and just comedy skit, comedy skit. And there's a Joey Swole video. And I'll watch a Joey Swole video because yeah. it's funny. And then more Joey. And then I get the guy from Canada, Will Tennyson. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, and you're right. An hour and a half later, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. I've been watching these 15-minute like clips. Like the sun went down. Yeah. It, I started doing this when it was daylight, and now it's dark. And you but, feel like a giant loser. And, but the weird thing is, like, I, I, like, those wouldn't seem to have a negative effect on mental on your mental status. But... The other stuff that you th- scroll through, and, and Twitter's especially adept at doing this, it shows you things that you n- definitely would not follow. Like, it's going to show me hardcore progressive stuff mm-hmm. that there's no shot I would follow. It's going to show me hardcore conservative stuff 
that I would never follow. And it's going to push, it's going to put the statement in front of me. That's going to piss me off. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to reply that they're stupid. (laughs) Right? Like, it's happened more times than I can imagine. And I know that's what it's doing to me on purpose. But I still respond. That's working. Like, I like, like I actually think the person's going to read that shit. Yeah. They're not going to read it. Stephen King isn't going to read my shit. Rob Reiner's not reading my response to him. <laughs> and even if he doesn't even give two shits about me. No. And then I'm like, well, this little account will. So I'll reply to the little account, and he'll get all pissed off. <laughs> it's like, what am I fucking doing here? I didn't convince anybody of anything. Not yeah. that I'm trying to. Well, it's and you, and you look at it and you think, here I am trying to start an argument and then hopefully engage in this argument or discussion with complete strangers. Who you? Had, I mean, hell, it could be a bot, a chat bot, for all you know. One hundred percent. And <clears throat> I get like I'll type these responses. These a lot. I'm like, what am I doing? I delete the whole thing. I'm like, sometimes I think we have this, this, uh, this need. To let stupid people know how stupid they are, right? Like, it's my duty. Yes, <laughs> like I'm sworn to to uphold this duty of letting this dumbass know how dumb he is. When really, it doesn't matter. Like, and I, and I watch people get f- all fired up over, you know, I I posted one. It, <laughs> this this person was all offended because someone ripped a, a crab, a blue crab, apart when it was alive. So I replied back, like, how do you think a bird eats a crab? Like, it's better than boiling it alive. Anyway. I know how birds eat crabs. People don't have to. And I'm like, Jesus. And yeah. I, so I strike. And then all these other people who I know, like, jumped in attacking this point. And then I felt bad for, like, that wasn't the point. The point was not to fire this lady up or to, to get her angry. It was just to be like, that's how a, a bird eats a crab. And I don't know why this dude ripped the crab apart alive. I, you know what? The guy was grilling them, which to me is ridiculous. Is it one of those, like, the Louisiana people that talk about the Louisiana crabs versus the Maryland crabs? Because they're stupid. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. <laughs> the average person can't tell the difference between a Louisiana crab and a Maryland crab as long as it's cooked the correct way, mm-hmm. which is steamed, not boiled. Yes. Those Louisiana people boil them, which makes the meat mushy. Like, yeah, but you could taste the Cajun seasoning. Who cares? I, I could put more J.O. on it or Old Bay. Like, what, you want to eat mushy crab meat? Like, if I get a mushy crab, I chuck it. I'm not eating that mushy crab. I'm going to be honest. Before this year, I didn't know Louisiana people ate crab. I thought Louisiana was all crawfish and crawdads. Oh, yeah. They- crab, like the the the, the, uh, the crawdad boil, mm-hmm. right? That's what it was. When did they start getting into crabs? And the shrimp. Well, Louisiana crabs have been around for a while. And then they ship them all out. They don't eat them. Yeah, they're, well, so they're fake crab people. So then... <laughs> But that's the like, oh, so then this other jackass who puts this post, like, Maryland versus Louisiana crab. And it's like, Louisiana crab ships X amount more than Maryland does. Well, I said, your fishery's bigger. It's actually, you get warm water year-round. But it's all these reasons. But these people are getting fired up, like, fuck Louisiana. Like, really? Are you? <laughs> Louisiana's like, fuck Maryland. It's like when people, like, the, all these singers who rep, rep their city. Like, you you think the city gives a fuck about you? Hell no. Yeah. No, none yeah. of them do. Well, the singer, the singer they might. But the average guy, like, who's just repping their city, don't, nobody cares about that guy. Well, like, there's one guy. So, uh, I don't know if people remember Macklemore. 
Yeah. He did the thrift, the thrift shop song. Yeah. Well, he did another song. He's like something about like, you know, uh, he reps this city. Uh, they they got him. Okay. You're a world. You are now an, at least a national act. Yeah. You're telling me the people from Portland are going to back you up more than your other stupid ass fans? No, they're not. Yeah. No. And trust me, if you do something stupid in your city, they will arrest you. And, well, and except for Port, he he is from Portland, so they'll probably just let no him go. No one's getting arrested. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just one big crap hole. Right, but yeah, but and Portland probably doesn't like him anyway because like we like we liked Macklemore before he was cool, right? And now that he is or was, well, now that he he became cool, we stopped liking him, and then he's not cool anymore. So we'll start liking him again because it's ironic. Can we talk about fandom for a minute? <laughs> I know we're sidetracking here for mental health. We'll get back to it. Um, what is this notion of I'm a better, I'm a bigger fan than you because I was a fan of the team before you? I, like, what the? Who gives a shit? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't understand. The th- I don't understand because you were a fan of the Ravens or, or I, I don't know another team. Um, you were a fan of the Patriots in the eighties when they sucked, or you were a fan of the Red Sox in the nineties when they were god awful, or eighties when they were so god awful. As a Capitals fan, mm-hmm. I can sympathize a little bit, but as a newer Ravens fan, I can see the other side of the coin. And I should say newer. I mean, I've been a Ravens fan for, I mean, longer than my oldest son's been alive. Right. But the the thing is, like, when you suffered through the team, you know, like when the Capitals were, you know, in the 90s and they were, you know, doing well and then bounced out in the first round of Pittsburgh every single year. Um, and then you went through, like, when they had those awful black, blue, screaming eagle uniforms that are just they were dread just think of the worst most obnoxious mid-90s hockey uniform mm-hmm. there you go um just saying you have to go through some misery with the team not right. necessarily length of time you just right. gotta go through some shit yeah you, you can't be a giant and then all of a sudden they, they draft a veskin and they get good well then it starts getting expensive you can't go to caps games anymore because all these douchebags from that were, you know, all the consultant bros and the lobbyist bros and the Senate, you know, aid page, whatever they're called, bros, are all showing up to hockey games and driving the prices up. So I can't go to the games anymore, you know? So then I can sympathize with it because, like, no, motherfuckers, you weren't here for the screaming Eagle awful jerseys and you weren't going to see games at the Cap Center in Landover, which I like because it's actually closer and parking's easier and... Granted, it was 1993, but you go to a game for 12 bucks. Right. But, like, they weren't they weren't there for that, you know? So... They, were, they didn't have to suffer. Yeah. There needs to be some suffering. But then... But then unless, unless they're new to the... Unless they're new to the, the sport or to life. Right. You know, ch- children and people that found the sport. And yeah. this was their first pick. Yeah. Okay. But, but then it's like... But then... But then... You know, um, I had an interesting football fandom jersey or a journey. And a friend of mine who listens to the podcast used to give me a bunch of crap because I, you know, Dan Snyder pissed me off with the, with the Redskins. When he started suing his fans, they couldn't afford their season tickets. It's like, I can't support this organization. I burnt all my Redskins stuff. I was like, see you later. And then, well, who may be a fan of? Well, there's a really nice team 
right up the road. I'll be a fan of them. And then he started giving me a bunch of crap. So, and then I had this Washington Nationals hat. Mm-hmm. I just bought it because when I go to a new new stadium, I buy a hat. Right. If I went to Yankee Stadium, I'd buy a Yankees hat. I got a Savannah Bananas hat yeah. for my kid. You, yeah. you, you buy the hat yeah. when you go to the if stadium. I went to a, if I went to Fenway, I'm going to come back with a Red Sox hat. Yep. I'll never wear it, but I'll have it. It's a memento. And that's why I had this Nationals hat. So he saw it. I was like, oh, you're a Nationals fan. I was like, I've been an Orioles fan forever. Nope, you're a Nationals fan. So I actually wrote his name on it to say it was his. I'm like, hey, whatever. Hey, man, I got your hat here. When do you want it back? So um, so I, I have an interesting story. So I for football, because I, I did I, I, I did some time. Now, I, did a, I had a, a short living stint in St. Louis in the 80s. And back then, the, the Arizona Cardinals were the St. Louis Cardinals. Were the St. Louis Cardinals, all right. And I was a big baseball fan. The St. Louis Cardinals. That's where I started playing baseball. Um, and you kind of just adopt the football team in the city mm-hmm. that you're in. So, it was the Kurt Warner year. They went to the Super Bowl, or the year before. They were doing pretty well, mm-hmm. which was odd for the Cardinals. I made my switch then. I left them when they were on top. <laughs> so I went through all of the shit and got none of the good part. I feel like that was a good trade. And that's when my Ravens fandom kind of started yeah. back then, um, which wasn't too far off from when they kind of became the Ravens anyway. Yeah. Uh, it was. I think it was pretty close. Um, and I was never – like I never disliked the Ravens when they – came to you know when they when they moved i like oh baltimore's a team they deserve to because i remember when they had they had the baltimore stallions the cfl team and then the second the Ravens team like they're you gone right yeah <laughs> but uh like i i i you know and then i still don't see a football rivalry between the redskins and the ravens no, there like, isn't. No, there now, isn't. that's where the NFL went wrong. They should have made that 17th game a rivalry game and had the Ravens play the Redskins once a year. It wouldn't have to be the last game. It could be somewhere in the middle. Um, they, they had it padded in, though. The Ravens-Steelers has been a rivalry from day one that yeah, the Ravens but, were born. But you can't have. You can never have too many rivalries. Rivalries yeah. are fun. I mean, I feel like the division rivalries, though, are pretty entrenched. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially Ravens Browns because no, the Browns people yeah. hate the Ravens. It wouldn't replace. It wouldn't replace anything that existed. It would just make that game more interesting if they did it every year. I just don't feel like there's there's no natural animosity though. Between, there is between Baltimore and DC. Is there though? Absolutely. It, with the sports teams, I don't see it. Like the Nationals and the they Orioles, because they play in different different leagues, different different. But the Nats and Orioles have played every year since the Nats were here. Yeah. Football's different though. I guess. Yeah. And I think there is a big difference between, um, because I identify more with Baltimore than D.C. Yeah. Um, It's it's where the Giants and Jets aren't rivals. They play in the same stadium and no one gives two shits when they play each other. But now, if the Cowboys or Redskins go to the Giants, or the Eagles go to the Mm -hmm. Giants, then all hell breaks loose. But if you you start having them play each other more often, the reason why there's no rivals is they play each other once every four years. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But if you took that extra game and had them play... That what could be a rivalry like Steelers Eagles would play. You know the battle for Pennsylvania. You had 
DC, you had Washington, Baltimore, New York, New York, and just threw some of these out there. The the other problem for the Redskins is they had to have been good at some point. Like they've they've had almost a twenty year run of just shit. Oh, they. <laughs> I mean, I think almost for almost the entire Ravens existence, they've been garbage. They've been. Bad. I mean, they made the playoffs a couple times. They had the whole RG three thing, which yeah, but I mean that's I mean look. That that's like saying, that'd be like, I don't know. I can't even compare it to anything. I was gonna say like the Cincinnati Cleveland rivalry, but shit, they were both god awful for years. Except I mean, except for the Assisian years, which was I mean, you're going back a long time for yeah. Cincinnati. I mean, the Browns. I mean, until Baker Mayfield took them to the playoffs, that, that they would have had like twenty quarterbacks. Yeah, since they became came after Lee. I the, mean, the Browns are the the. AFC version of the Redskins. <laughs> so. yeah. I mean, and speaking, of, I mean, you talk about mental health. Imagine if, if you, like, you're one of those fans, and like, you're into your fandom, like that's your thing, and your team just sucks over. Like, imagine being a yeah. a, a huge Redskins fan. I know, I know a bunch of them. Like every Sunday, they're still watching it. They're still into yeah. it, and they just watch the team suck. Year after year, I mean, the, the, the you games, know, you know, it's like the owners awful, the, the yeah. coaches are all the, the stadiums, stadiums are dumb, yeah, everything. <laughs> like there is no hope for you. Yeah, the mental anguish that has to put you through. Well, because like when the O's were terrible, like you know, oh well, you know, the Orioles stink, but hey, we got the Camden Yards, which is like a freaking gem. And we got we got a little glimpse every now and then. We had the Cal years, and then you had the Buck years. I mean, look, don't wrong. That was like ten years apart. Yeah. But you still got something within ten years. I mean, the Redskins going on what twenty something years. Well, they thought they had some hope with Robert Griffin. And yeah. I think if they managed him better, they would have. <laughs> but so I they mean, just beat the piss out of him. <laughs> they had a Ferrari there. They were like mudding in it. <laughs> right. Right. And yeah, I. The funny part is. A lot of successful head coaches right now in the league were on that staff. Mm-hmm. Like that's the Shanahan tree. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniel, Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. Like all, there's like five or six other head coaches right now. Yeah, that were on that staff in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And that team was god awful somehow. <laughs> yeah, like I don't. I, it's amazing to me. But I mean, going back to like the Twitter situation, I mean. I felt bad because like, it took a lot for that individual to say, "Hey, look, you know, I, I know, I know, people were wondering where I was because people do build some followings on these things, mm-hmm. and then to just disappear like that. I mean, it's all not that it's like this show, but it's like if next week there was no more show, you'd have people asking where we were. Yeah, not many, but some would. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, not the, not Benny who gave us one star." Mm-mm. Which, by the way, I, I think by mentioning Benny every week, we probably have made this guy some kind of like superstar in some regard. <laughs> if anyone knows who Benny is, it's probably some fake name anyway. But it's probably some some in some Russian troll farm, <laughs> <laughs> bro. I'm going to tro- I'm going yeah. to troll these guys. Watch this, <laughs> make them feel super bad about themselves. Yes. Um. Do we even want to talk about Russia? <laughs> Maybe a different episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tucker Carlson's going to get assassinated. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, like, I, I, but going back to, like, the, the Twitter thing. Yeah. People put so much weight 
and it becomes such a big part of the, of their their lives. It's like, well, if that's such a huge part of your life, what other part of your life is being sacrificed for that huge part of your life? You know, um, what are you missing out on in front of you to be, pre- you know, what are you not present for so that you can be involved with your face buried in that screen? Yeah, it, there's there's a lot of things that can get neglected in life. And that can compound the issue, though. Your your mental health is going down the shitter reading all the crap that you're reading on there, right? And you're taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. But then if your personal relationships then suffer as well in real life, mm-hmm. that kind of, it, it kind of leads to a spiral from that. Yeah. And then you've got to fix... And hopefully you realize you have to fix your personal life and not your online life. Yeah. But I get it, though. Some people feel like, hey, you know, I, I've it's taken me, you know, since 2012 to build this, you know, three to 4,000 follower account on Twitter, which doesn't sound like a lot. But, you know, if you don't pay for followers, it takes a long time to do it. And there, there are some estimates out there that some of these follower accounts, like, like was half of them, three quarters of them are paid for. You know, they're so I can I can kind of prove this. We have about a hundred and seventy five followers on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot. I would say I'm gonna say half are bots and or and they might not be bots per se like in the in the in the artificially created uh realm mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of i'm just gonna put it, I mean, there's a lot of hookers out there like uh, there's a, a lot of only fans girls out there mm-hmm. right and they're trying to they're trying to get more viewers on their OnlyFans because people on OnlyFans pay for OnlyFans, right? And basically how this works is, like, the girl does a live show. People are throwing money at her. It's basically like a stripper who's getting dollar bills thrown at her on yeah. stage. Except this girl can do it from her bedroom, mm-hmm. right? And and no guy's touching her. She don't see any of their faces. She doesn't see how gross they are. Yeah. But they And every time someone makes a donation, it's like, cha-ching, cha-ching. It literally makes, it makes yeah. the noise, right? And it, so these girls, what they do is they go online, they go on Twitter, they create an account. You can see the account's brand new and they follow a lot of people. Hoping that people will follow them back. Correct. And then what they do is they instant message them mm-hmm. on Twitter saying, hey, follow me. Thanks for, or thanks for following me. Click my link. Come and join me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're right. A lot of that part is done by a chat bot. It's all automated. The other part of it is people looking to sell their services. So, for example, because we're listed there as a podcast, we get a lot of followers that end up being like, in the bio, it's like an SEO manager. So, search engine optimization manager. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, people that can increase your views on YouTube and all this other stuff, right? That you can literally go on Fiverr for that website, Fiverr, and mm-hmm. you can pay someone from Pakistan to do this for you. <laughs> like, if you want to get monetized on YouTube, you can do that. 
it costs you probably 100, 120 bucks. They'll monetize you and they'll do it in a way where YouTube doesn't know. Well, you can pay for followers. I we could literally go on tomorrow and go on Fiverr, pay about a hundred bucks and get five thousand followers. Yeah. And but and what that does is though, you can then go to advertisers and say, look, not only do we get four thousand listeners per show, but we got five thousand followers on uh on instagram mm-hmm. five thousand on on twitter five five thousand page followers on facebook and that's worth x amount of dollars to those companies yeah and you know so if i had to guess how many of our followers are real people out of 175 or so 75 80 mm-hmm. i think that's a real number yeah and i'm not I'm not too proud to say that might be more than what the actual number is. And that's why, like when I see people like five, 6,000 followers or the big accounts that have a million, Mm -hmm. I know it's not a real number. Yeah. hundred percent. If, if our numbers are 50% real and 50% fake, Mm -hmm. (laughs) theirs are by far more, probably more than that. Yeah. Because they've got a budget. Because once you start bringing in money, you can then pay for more followers. Yeah. And none of them are real. Yeah. But they. But the more you get, the more you can charge. Mm-hmm. But that can also play into people's mental health, though. Well, I've been doing this for three years. Why don't I have 3,000 followers? Yeah. Why don't I have a million followers? You probably have as many followers as they do. Mm-hmm. They're just playing a different game than you are. Yeah. They're playing it professionally. You're in the amateur league. Yeah. Which is pretty much what we're doing. Yeah, you're trying to do it honestly. Yeah. We're, so. we're thinking, oh, we're, we're going to break the algorithm. We're going to do it all natural. Yeah. Meanwhile, Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds are juiced in the corner hitting <laughs> 70 bombs a year. Yeah. And I'm Craig Biggio <laughs> trying to do it all natural. Although, yeah. apparently, I think he got binged too. Uh, or was it Bagwell that got bagged? I don't remember. Anyway. Um, so, you know. But that plays on people's mental health, you know. And I felt bad. I, I, I felt bad for this guy. Not, not felt bad in the fact that I, I took like I, I was going to take pity on him. Mm-hmm. Just that, like, fuck, man. You know, I I can see how this would spiral you. And for me, if if I do have some, if I do have a mental, I, I'm going to call it an episode, whatever it is. For me, it's a lot of physical. Like, in, like I have that conversation in my head, and generally my head will win out Ugh. in the thought process, but not the physical process. Yeah. So for me, the physical aspects of a panic attack are very, um, like, it's almost like um, it's, it, uh, pin, it's, I want to say pins and needles, but that's not the right adjective because it's not painful. It's very tingly mm-hmm. through the shoulders, the back, and the arms. Um, if it was just, in fact, if it was, if it was just my left arm, I would probably think it was a heart attack. Right. <laughs> um, but your heart starts to race. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't feel it stopping or calming and that, and that makes it worse because you think shit, it's let's call the ambulance. I got to get, I, yeah. I don't, like I don't think it's manageable here. Um, and so when we were going to record the, the uh, that night, the two days before, I was kind of having those. Um, 
I do think there's another plot twist in my issue. Um, and I don't know if it's true. I got to talk to the doctor about it. I believe I might have an issue with insoluble fiber. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about it. We got enough time. Yeah. Um, so the wife went away for the weekend last weekend. Um, I had the girls, the dog, my first weekend alone, pretty much with the dog. Cause the girls can't take care of him. Yeah. He's a hundred pounds. He's, he oh, weighs more than both of them. Tree. Yeah, pretty much. Like when my older, my older daughter wants, like we, we let her take him out at night mm-hmm. when it's not a walk. He's literally just going out to pee and coming yeah. back in. And he's very gentle with her, which is great. Uh huh. Um, but we definitely keep an eye on her when she's out there with him. Because so we, we took care of my brother-in-law's dog. It was probably, it was a golden, probably mm-hmm. about 65, 70 pounds. It pulled and dragged her. Yeah. It, it got her. Um, but so it, basically it was me alone with this dog. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't want the dog to begin with. I didn't want to take care of him. I, didn't want to, but of course, <laughs> I, I, I probably sound like every other dad out there. Yeah. But we, and we ended up with a dog. Yeah. Um, so it was a Thursday night. And when my wife's gone, I, I've said this before, we cook red meat and, you know, we had some sides. And so the side for the red meat was sweet corn, frozen sweet corn, heated it up. And I love sweet corn. Mm-hmm. Ate probably more than I should have that night. Nauseous, the tingly feeling all over, like just I, I literally thought it was a panic attack. Like I texted my wife. I was like, are you up? It was like, I think it was like 1230 when it started. Mm-hmm. She's not up. She, she wasn't up until the next day. Luckily, around three o'clock after it all kind of went through was when it kind of started to subside a little bit. Meanwhile, I'm thinking it's a panic attack. But then my wife came home the other day and she's like, do you remember when you had the raw carrots when your brother was over and you had to go upstairs because you fell off? She goes, I wonder if some of these other, what we were calling panic attacks were actually had to do something with my digestive system and too much fiber or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I don't know enough about it because when I, I, I literally went on Google and I was like, you know, excess fiber, nausea, anxiety. There really isn't too much out there. Um, so I, I didn't get the answers I was looking for. But, you know, when I was talking to my doctor, I was like, look, I think what I think are anxiety and panic attacks. Like, look, don't get me wrong. I, I do have some anxiety and panic issues. But I don't think this is them. Um. But I'm just now kind of coming to the realization. Like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together. It's like okay, you had a lot of raw carrots, had an issue. Had a bunch of sweet corn, had an issue. Then I'm going back thinking, okay, when we had corn on the cob, do we have the same issue? And I, I can't think of it. You know, I, I, don't, I don't remember enough. So now it's going to be like, okay, moving forward, I got to kind of play a little bit of some some games here. Yeah. I'm going to have to set aside a couple days, know the shit might be coming, and 
eat some eat some sweet corn again. Let's see if it repeats, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if that if that's the case, though, then I've got to reconfigure my entire diet because I also don't know if it, it if it could be some of the red meat, right? Because I had a lot of red meat that night too. What kind of, what, what did you have? We had steak. Um, it wasn't London broil. It was um, it was a regular. Sir, I think it was sirloin, and I think it was uh, not sirloin. It was like a New York. It was a New York strip, and I think it was uh, some kind of roast. Like okay. two different ones. Um, the porterhouse? No, no, no. no. It was a porterhouse no. a strip and a fillet? It was, whatever is like probably uh, eight ninety nine nine dollars a pound. Oh, okay. whatever, whatever that is. It probably won't even New York strip. And then the roast, of course, is always cheaper. Um, which I cut up and I, I so I cooked that one in the. In the oven, mm-hmm. the roast, and then I did the steaks on the on the skillet and whatever. Um, but I wonder because I don't eat a ton of red meat. That when I do eat it, and I do eat a lot of it, does that trigger something? It's like your body's not used to that beef protein. Yeah, it, it might be used to the chicken protein, but it's not used to the beef proteins. And I don't know if the proteins are the same. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, but does the same thing happen when you have like hamburger? Like you eat a hamburger or I very rarely have ever. Um, so you get most of your protein from chicken? Yeah. Ugh. Chicken, Sorry. ham. I'm, I can... I can. Like, I do, like, a salami roll. As my boy says, I fucks with ham. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I first started with the doctor, and I had... Because once you get, like, roast drugs. beef from this deli and eating that, yeah, I, oh, and I was also cooking the roasts and yeah. doing that. And again, though, I wasn't thinking that maybe if I did have stomach issues, I would never would have tied it back to that. Yeah. So again, it's going to be one of those things where I'm going to say I'm going to literally have to eat a bunch of steak one night and see where the chips fall. Yeah. Because um, here's my thing: if I but do get, go get yourself a big old ribeye mm-hmm. and eat it, it's for science. It is. It, it, this is definitely going to be for science. And, <laughs> I'll do it too for science. I'll be the control group. There you go. <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm wondering if that is an issue though. Then I, I got to rethink the whole diet change. Like if you can't have meat proteins and you can't I can't eat carbs. Like what the fuck's left? Fat? I'm just gonna suck gristle down. Like, ugh. Yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna at that point. I'm just gonna be like okay. We're just gonna have to cut weight somewhere else. Some I, I, there's gonna be a way. I, I'm sure there will be a way. You could always do the severe calorie deficit and do it that way, and I, just kind well, of glide with it. I, I started following a dude. I, I so I listen to this podcast. It's called the it's the um, Mark Bell Power Project. So it's mostly about it's about trainings, whether it's you know lifting or nutrition or whatever would go into either bodybuilding or powerlifting. So. Um, they had this guy on, his name is Mike Dolce, and he is a trainer, coach, and nutritionist, and he, his big clients are all, uh, like, big-time MMA fighters, <clears throat> and he has his Dolce diet, which, it's not one of those restrictive ones where you can't eat carbs, or you can't eat meat, or you can only eat Greek yogurt that has natural honey flavoring, like, it's not like that at all, it's, it's just single-ingredient foods. I think I've talked about doing that before, but maybe do something like that where it's just single ingredient 
foods. Um, and then you can see, like, all right, I had steak, potatoes, and so, you know, you made it, and then it bothered you. So, like, the next time, maybe have chicken and potatoes. Well, if you don't get, then you can narrow it down that way. But right. you're also not getting all the chemicals. Right. And to, for the most part, though, we don't. Like, like, for example, like the other night, it was shredded chicken. It mm. was just chicken in the pressure cooker with salt and pepper. That's what it was. But I, yeah, I, look, it's not for everybody, but look, it's it, not for anybody. <laughs> I, I, and, and look, all I did was I, I, I literally took that chicken, mm-hmm. threw it on a bed of lettuce with some cucumbers and some peppers and some cheese and some shredded cheese. And that was my dad. It was, a, it was literally a chicken salad. And I was fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I got no problems trying to like change the way I eat now. Like, don't get me wrong though, I'm still a sucker for a donut. Wait, who, so, well, because donuts are delicious. Like, yeah. So like two, maybe two times a week, I go get myself a donut, mm-hmm. and that solves my cravings. That yeah. gets my that's my carb craving for the week. Um, I think the other week I didn't do a donut. So what I did, I did like a slice of pizza from Costco because we were up at Costco. So like, I, I've been able to control that. I feel like I've been able to control portions too. But something fucks up my my digestive system, and that's what we're. I, I got to figure. You have out any sort of diverticulitis or anything like that? I do have. I got diverticulitis. Because corn can set off diverticulitis. Because corn can get caught in one of those pockets, and then you're. So generally, with that though, it, it wouldn't be immediate. So it would get. It would go in the digestive system, and it's usually with hard nuts that is not soft corn. Soft corn will generally just go through, but soft, uh-huh. like hard nuts will generally get in a pocket puncture or or stab it cause an infection and then yeah i've had that before mm-hmm. um corn though i would say it was out of my system in probably eight hours now, Corn's easy to tell it's out of your system well you could tell right <laughs> yeah and, and, and that and i felt better after yeah. a, after like i saw it come out i felt better mm-hmm. um that was so i probably ate dinner at five Five thirty, by three thirty the next morning is when I finally started to subside, but that's when I stopped pooping it out. You know what I mean? So that I mean, you're talking ten hours. Mm-hmm. Most times, most food goes through your system. I believe it's supposed the normal time is supposed to be twenty four to forty eight hours. So this was moving through my system, which would cause discomfort. Right when your digestive system is moving that quick, it causes some pain and some other stuff. Now maybe my reaction is to all the other stuff. I don't know. Um, I got to test some. I, I'm supposed to test for something called SIBO, mm-hmm. small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. I'm supposed to be supposed to get myself checked out for that. That's an, I feel like that's a newer thing. Um, if you just type in SIBO into YouTube, there's videos all over about it. Um. The doctor still wants to put me on. He wants to be back on. Uh, at first, he said semaglutide. Now he's talking about Munjaro, which is terzepatide or something like that. Okay. He said it should have less side effects than the semaglutide did. And I'm just like, look, man, I don't know. Because the other thing with those drugs is they're not tested. They're not long-term tested. So you just don't know what the long-term effects are. Yeah. Um, but then again, you could always say, "Well, you're not going to live long anyway if you're overweight." So it's like, "Fuck, okay." So, so that's something that that you know, say you were to lose five pounds of fat, 
and you lost five ounces of lean body mass because of it, it's probably a good trade-off. Sure. You can you build know? the lean body mass yeah. back. And, I mean, now, granted, it's harder to gain good weight than it is to lose bad weight, but your overall health benefit from losing the fat is going to be a lot better for you. Than, yeah. you That's know, true. So I've always been really, like, wanting to keep lean body body mass, which I'm pretty good at. I'm also pretty good at keeping fat, too. So, like... I, I'm amazing at keeping yeah. fat. <laughs> um, but... I also... Uh, I, I've been thinking hard about going off the metformin. Mm-hmm. I'm not diabetic, but it does help with your body to process insulin, right? And that was one of the major issues we saw from my blood work. And we did the fasting glucose test was the fact that my body is an insulin factory, even when it's not triggered or it's always triggered one or the other, right? And with that much insulin in the body, you're never going to lose the weight. I get that. But since I started the metformin, I think it's been close to three months. Uh, I have not lost weight with it. Hmm. So while I might be processing the 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 carbohydrates better or whatever or the the glucose better it's not making a difference in my weight loss so and if i don't have to be on a drug i don't want to be so i am i am thinking about whether i should go off it or not um but i don't know uh Stuff like this, though, can also weigh on your mental health, which is what we initially started yeah. this with. I know as an overweight guy, like I've been overweight my whole life, since high school. Um, I would say I have not gone a week since high school mm-hmm. and thought about a way for me to lose weight. Oh, it, it, it becomes a constant thing. And I was telling my wife... I was like, I'm tired of thinking about this. I'm tired of having it be such a, a, a big thing in like a, a big thing of my, my brain capacity is wasted on this. I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of thinking about it. I'm tired of, of having to make the right food and do all this other shit. Like it, it, it it's, it's like, okay, when we get to this workout and when we do this, when we do that. And it's like, I'm tired of it. Like it's it's draining, and it's just one more thing to deal with. So I definitely see that, and especially like if you had some success losing weight, and then it comes back. It, it's a big gut punch, you know. And that I'm going through that now. It's like come like now I'm doing all these things, and like nothing's working as fast as I want it to. So what's my answer? Oh, I'm gonna eat a box of good and plenty. You know what I mean? Like, that's, which most people are like, ooh, why would you pick that? Because <laughs> so I like black licorice. We all so, got our vices. <laughs> so, um, but it's very, it, 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 it can be, you know? And it's like you look at yourself in the mirror and you think, oh, you fat piece of shit, you know? So, it, it, it can be weighing on you. Pun I, I, not intended. Oh. <laughs> so. Yeah, I would definitely say, like, it, it even if it's not like, even if you don't feel like bad about it, you're still thinking about it. Yeah. Like, even if you're, you just got one of those, you say, fuck it. 
you're like, fuck it, yeah, but you know, <laughs> it's yeah. still there. It does weigh on you, and um, yeah, sometimes I wish I'd be that guy that didn't care. Like, I'm just gonna be a fat piece of shit, and I don't care. I'm gonna eat whatever the, whatever the hell I want. I'm gonna drink whatever the hell I want. I'm not gonna work out. I'm not gonna just. I just want to be this blob, right? But I don't want to live like that because I'm gonna die like that. Yeah. So I saw a great meme. It said, "Choose your heart," right? And the one frame was a dude pulling a deadlift, right? And the other dude was some big fat guy in a scooter on oxygen. It's like pick your heart. Which one do you want? Do you want the deadlift now, or do you want that later? Yeah, and thinking, and I think it was a long. It was a long time ago. We, I essentially told you, like, look, I either got twenty years left, assuming you know nothing freak happens. I either got twenty years left, or I could have thirty. Mm-hmm. I would prefer to have thirty. Yeah, because if I only got twenty, I can almost guarantee. The last five of those, I'm going to be a complete burden to everyone around me. Mm -hmm. You're right. I'm going to be the person that needs to have the the electric scooter. Can't wipe his own ass. Yep. I'm going to have to have the oxygen. We're not going to be able to go certain places because of me. Mm -hmm. Um, Won't be able to just get up and go. Won't be able to do a lot of the retirement stuff because I'm weighing what I weigh. Um. Or I'll need the hip surgery before you know, you know, just and you you knock six months out of your life for that. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong; that can happen to anybody. Yeah, but at this weight, I'm putting more. I'm I'm upping the odds on that stuff happening. The engine has to run harder. Yep. And then you know, then you got the other stupid stuff, and and this is where the other mental health part comes in, where the with the you know, where you're playing both sides of the debate team. What if I have a heart attack in the shower? They're gonna have to. They're gonna be able to get me out. <laughs> they're gonna be able to. Like, that bathroom door seems a little bit narrow. I don't. I, don't, I mean, yeah. But meanwhile, I walk through that door every day. I can get. <laughs> I can fit through the damn door. Yeah. But that thought goes through. You're like, oh shit. You know, am I gonna? You know, it, am I gonna have to be that guy where? And we had this talk about years ago. I was that I was that fairly young guy. We had to call the ambulance, and I had to go to the hospital in the ambulance. Mm-hmm. Turns out I was just excessively stoned. <laughs> I, I had, had a bad experience, <laughs> um, and so it wasn't it wasn't the big one. But you know, it it's not you know. Then every neighbor is asking her. Oh, is it, you, you become the talk of the neighborhood at that oh, point. Yeah. Like, look, if, if there was anything I could do to be the least talked about person in this neighborhood, that would be what I would do. <laughs> as we as we sit here and talking to a microphone, yeah. but I mean, we've even said that if this thing even got to the point where we there was any kind of fame, like I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. no thanks. <laughs> I don't want any of that. Um. But that, like, even those kind of thoughts just creep into your head. And I can only imagine what this guy was going through to the point where he, he physically took himself off a social media platform. Yeah. Because it manipulated his brain. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Manipulates mine, too. Yeah. We got any more for this one? I don't think so. Meandered, but I think we're good. I think we stayed mostly on topic. Yeah. We only veered a little bit. 
That was, look, we've had worse episodes. Yeah. That way. <laughs> well, we hope you enjoyed this sponsorless episode. If you would like to sponsor uh, six months of episodes, let us know. Contact at drivewaybeerspodcast.com. Uh, or message us on one of the social media platforms. We're on most of them. You can also go to uh, drivewaybeerspodcast.com. Go to subscribe. Find us on any of those. Thanks for listening, as always. Like, subscribe, comment, share. Talk to you next time.